Since its release in 2001, Shrek has changed the animation landscape with its humor, subversive characters, and appeal to a larger audience. The movie helped launch a franchise that still continues today, and even became a part of DreamWorks' identity as an entertainment company. One of the most recognizable characters in the Shrek franchise is Puss in Boots, having first appeared in Shrek 2 2004, and eventually gaining his own spin-off movie in 2011, and a TV series on Nickelodeon. And now, the character, voiced by Antonio Banderas, has graced our screens yet again in the latest Puss in Boots installment, Puss in Boots The Last Wish. The movie promises to be a thrilling, magical, swashbuckling roller coaster. Initially, I was hesitant to watch this movie, mostly because DreamWorks rarely makes sequels, and those movies tend to be pretty difficult to make. Not to mention that the market lately has been pretty saturated with sequels, remakes, and reboots, and things like that. I'm looking at you, Disney. So I decided to give Puss in Boots the ultimate test. Is it a worthy sequel to Puss in Boots 2011, and a worthy addition to the franchise? Or is it destined to be a forgettable cash cow that you don't expect to remember as soon as you leave the theatres? We'll talk about these and much more today on Enjoy the Movie. Hi everybody, my name's Tony and welcome back to Enjoy the Movie, where we love to talk about great movies and love to rip on the bad ones. So today's movie is Puss in Boots The Last Wish, directed by Joe Crawford. So the movie sees Puss in Boots, played by Antonio Banderas, um, fighting criminals and uh, protecting the innocent, except one day he realizes he has lost eight of his nine lives fighting criminals and is down to his last one. And of course, he, he becomes chased by a hooded wolf played by Wagner Mura that wants to kill him. Puss abandons his crime-fighting ways to live as an adopted cat, in despair, of course, but his hopes are raised when Goldilocks, played by Florence Pugh, and the three bears, played by Olivia Colman, Ray Winstone and Samson Kao try to steal a map that leads to a wishing star from amoral pastry chef Jack Horner, played by John Mulaney. Puss uh, dons the cape and boots yet again and teams up with Kitty Softpaws, played by Sama Hayek Pinot, and an impossibly naive dog named Perito, played by Harvey Guillen, to race against Goldilocks, the Three Bears, and Jack Horner to find a star and get their wish. But yeah, there's a lot in the movie that I want to talk about, but I think, first first things first, I want to talk about the characters. Now, I was thrilled to see Puss in Boots return to the screen. I love the character, I think he's really entertaining, and Antonio Banderas, like, he's really cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, gives a, he gives a terrific performance as Puss in Boots, but more on the actors a little later. First things first, I'm... I was a little bit hesitant when I thought, okay, this is going to talk about Pussy Boots and death or something like that. It's going to quite deconstruct the character. I was, well, I kind of shuddered because when I think of the concept of deconstructing a character, these don't necessarily explore the character so much as change everything about him or her to fit the drug-fueled hubris of self-entitled narcissistic, quote, artured filmmakers. I mean, just look at what they did with all the, with many of the you know, legacy characters that stood the test of time and fought for the greater good. And these filmmakers just reduced them to mere shadows of their former selves. But here in Puss in Boots' The Last Wish, 
not only does this not happen, I feel like we get an interesting and well-written insight into Puss's disregard for his eight lives, and finally we realizing the importance of his role as protector of the innocent. He's suave and fearless, and but because he's got these other these nine lives, he doesn't really think too much about the risks that it uh, that it takes to you know protect the innocent and the importance of it all. But I feel like when he's faced. Because he's forced to face his own mortality, he really has to grow and kind of understand what he's trying to do, what he stands for. And that's amazing. I love that. It really sort of gives us a different insight into Puss in Boots. Not only that, but it really propels him forward and makes him more, more powerful and determined than ever. And that's, and that's absolutely amazing. I love that. Sama Hayek was also great as well in uh, this movie as Kitty Softpaws. Now, for a bit of context, she's called Kitty is called Softpaws because, well, she can steal from people without anybody noticing, hence her name. But I think I'll call her Kitty just for uh, sake of convenience. But um, yeah, I think Sama Hayek was amazing here, and Kitty herself is a pretty good character, you know, because I feel that you know, she. He's like very cool, sort of level-headed um, thief, but she can be self-serving at times, and throughout the movie she is. But when she needs to, I feel like there's a side to her, like there's a side to her that's sort of like hidden that just kind of just wants to be let out, and that makes Kitty also a great friend to Puss and Perito. And I feel yeah the. The relationship between her and Puss is uh, explored here in the movie. Apparently, it's funny because in the first movie they get close and everything, and it suggests that they're you know something. But apparently, the two of them hit hit you know a rough patch, and Puss you know fears commitment, and yeah, he fears commitment, and Kitty is brokenhearted and doesn't trust anybody anymore, and like so she's. Put up. Uh, she's forced to go with Puss to find the map, and is it leads to a bit of it leads to banter between the two, and it's and it get it can be it can be interesting to look at. It's a little bit funny, but uh, yeah, I guess the two of them have good chemistry together, and it improves as the movie goes by. Yeah, so it's I think Kitty is um, really good character, and her relationship with Puss is also very interesting. As for Perito, who's played by. Um, sorry, let me just check. As for Perito, who's played by Harvey Gillian, well, if you're a cynic, then you're not gonna like him, because that dog is unbelievably positive. Like, like anything that happens to him, he constantly just forgives, and he's giving, and he likes his friends and everything. And, like, it's cute, although I think this is to a fault, because it gets him into trouble and things like that. Although, you know, it's not bad. I, I didn't mind him either way. I thought he, I, I, at times I thought he could actually be. At times I thought he was pretty cool. Like you know when he when Puss is forced to flee from uh, the villains, and we'll talk about these in a minute. And he goes into hiding, and uh, Perito follows him. And you know, being a therapy dog, you know, he lets Puss rub his belly. <laughs> something which Puss did not want to do, and it was a it led to a beautiful scene. You know, and where Puss is sort of, where he allows helps Puss calm down and allow him to sort of divulge his fears and his concerns and sort of the things that are holding him back. And I think this is where I think 
both characters really shine here. And it was incredible, you know? And, yeah, so Perito was a good character. But, again, if you're a cynic, uh, then you're not going to like... You're not going to like him. <laughs> but, you know what? It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Mm, let's see. I also want to really want to talk about Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah. See, it goes in the tradition in the Shrek franchise where they take different characters from uh, traditional story like fairy tales and nursery rhymes and they sort of twist them around and like just turn them into these different they sort of give us these subverted takes on the uh on these characters. And here is no exception in this movie. We here we have Goldilocks played by Florence Pugh who is leading this crime family that consists of the three bears and it's just hilarious oftentimes it leads to some it leads to some comical moments especially when uh, you know the baby bear tends to you know stuff up and like when, that, when everybody stuffs up and then she just loses her temper but also it, it i feel like it also gives an interesting they have an interesting dynamic these two cuz you know Goldilocks has been living with these bears for a long time and she doesn't feel like she belongs with them but at the same time she needs them and she's kind of trying to uh, trying to balance the two and this ties to her desire to find the uh, the wish find the wishing star but yeah I feel like um, Florence Pugh was really good in this uh, in in her, in the movie as Goldilocks and all the three bears were amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, that... They had a great dynamic. I love these three. Well, four. <laughs> and I also wanted to talk about Jack Horner. You know, until this movie, I had never heard of Jack Horner. Turns out he was, like... Like, he was in, from a nursery rhyme that, like, little Jack Horner is sitting in a corner. Little Jack Horner stucks his thumb, sticks his thumbs in a pie or something. And is like... He becomes a good boy. Oh, yeah, you're a good... I, I don't know. But the point being, like, I like Jack Horner. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... I feel like maybe he's a little bit caricaturish of, you know, corrupt... You know, have amoral businessmen and mobsters. They want, you know, uh, he wants to wish to become like, you know, become the most powerful being on earth or something like that. But yeah, it's just, the thing is, like, I like him. So he has all these minions with him, you know, like the the baker's, <laughs> the baker's dozens or something like that. They just like work for him. And it leads to some pretty uh, interesting scenes, especially when they, all of them go into the dark forest. And, they um so they face all the different obstacles and yeah and Jack Horner do sorry John Mulaney is pretty gives a great funny performance I like him the thing about uh, another thing I like was uh, the wolf now he I feel like I don't want to give away what the wolf is about but he has this tune that he whistles it's just very eerie it's kind of somber and just creepy and it's just when you see him with his burning eyes and it's just whoa it's incredible like honestly it's very tense very uh like it, it elicits the sense of dread every time he's on screen he like wagner rump wagner mura like really sort of commands him command like his voice 
combined with the animation, it make, makes the wolf really sort of command the screen every time he's on, every time we see him. And yeah, that's, yeah, he's a really cool character. So yeah, you know, to sum it up, you know, the acting was really good. I thought the cast was amazing. Yeah, um, I had a great time with the characters. Also, the thing that I want to talk about is the world building. Like, it's beautiful. Like, especially the Dark Forest is really quirky. It's really interesting. So, apparently, the Dark Forest... So, it starts with a map. But then, when you go into that uh, forest, it changes according to everything. The, the, The whole thing changes according to who holds the map. So, depending on what your fears are and what you need to learn, like, things areas that are holding you back or like your weaknesses that you need to kind of overcome it changes to those and so that may that leads to some pretty wacky moments where um push boots has to face this uh the all these obstacles relating to death and sort of like lost souls and things like that and and kitty has to face obstacles related to her lack of ability to trust other people and it's pretty cool because i feel that it just uh, provides some interesting uh, landscapes and just really sometimes really stunning visuals, you know. And like you have, you've got caves, you've got volcanoes, and just yeah, just also the manner that everything changes is very dramatic. Well, it's it's more dramatic than it has any right to be. But I guess the best part, I guess what makes the Dark Forest so amazing is the animation. The animation, I think, is what makes the Dark Forest so threatening and so uh, memorable. Just because the style that the movie was uh, drawn in and animated in, just it gives a sad level of dimension that almost elevates the dangers and um, the dangers and kind of whimsy of the place. I guess uh, with regards to the obstacles themselves, though, they can be a little bit on the nose, like you know of the you know, the Cave of Lost Souls or whatever it's called. Like, I mean, things like that. Yeah, it can be a little bit on the nose. But I also don't think it's uh, that threatening. Well, th- I mean, I don't think it's that annoying. But you know what? It is what it is. Personally, I didn't really mind it. I thought it was very creative. So one of the things I liked about Pussy Boots' Last Wish was the animation, which was very much influenced by Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, if you haven't seen that movie, it combined both 3D and 2D conventions into a literal comic book movie that bursts with energy, whimsy, and in this movie, Puss in Boots, that is, it bursts with a lot of magic. And it's amazing. I feel like this this style has sort of become a, is becoming a trend among animated movies. I mean, it looks cool. You know, you have... It feels like Puss in Boots' The Last Wish could easily be like a picture book but then as soon as you open it all the characters literally leap out of the pages and it just feels very stylistic it's um, beautiful it's striking and yeah it's very unique and I love it the thing is when I when I'm thinking about the animation is well that's not the style that the other uh, Shrek movies have taken in the franchise they were very much different
So on that front, I think I'm, I guess I'm willing to uh, accept this uh, change in animation style, you know, because at the end of the day, I think, I think it really served the story. Actually, I really wish the other movies were like this movie. <laughs> so, but you know, a man can only dream. So what can I do? You know, but that's fine. When it be- when it needs to be dark, the movie really does go for it. Especially the fight scenes between the wolf and uh, Puss in Boots, where you have these striking colors, gray and red, and it's just honestly menacing. And the style really makes that work, and it works beautifully. I guess really at this point, I'm just gonna be nitpicking the movie here. Um. The one thing that I feel really kind of stuck out like a sore thumb were some of the attempts at, you know, humor and slapstick and whatever. Like, this moment where, you know, Jack Horner is, like, abusing his stuff and whatever. It's, like, supposed to try and, like, you have this bumbling uh, minions of his and he gets angry at them whatever. I mean, it's supposed to be funny, but I also feel like this kind of stuff is pretty dated. Maybe it's just me. I don't know if it's me, but it doesn't... I feel like it really kind of bogs the movie down into this, like, um, the movie gets bogged down, I think, like, in this whole routine, like, you know, like, oh, the, like, servant tries to be, you know, used for what is stupid kind of thinking, which, I don't know, maybe, I think it's just me, it's just me, but personally, I feel like we could have done without it, like, I mean, I feel like it really kind of took away from, like, the tension of, you know, Puss trying to actually find the map, and I get to find his way to the the wishing star you know it's it really kind of took away from it also another thing and very major spoiler alert here um i was not happy like just one of the things like again nitpicking like the wolf goes up and tells puss when they're fighting and he's like i am death and i don't mean that sarcastically or something as like no i don't care like i know what you mean we the audience know what you mean and I'm sure Puss himself knows what he means. Like, like I don't know. I don't think I don't know if this was supposed to be comedy. But like, when you t- deliver something like "I am death," you're supposed to just like punch the character with it and tell him like "I am death." Here's the thing. Like, here's an example. Like, "I am death," cold hard death. I mean, it's not, I'm not gonna pretend like this is the best course of action. But like, but really, like I I, I liked. When I want to hear, like, you know, meeting the face of death, what would happen? Like, I should be literally, like, punched with, like, whoa, you're death. Oh, man, I'm I'm shocked. I'm, like, scared to my bones, you know? And I we don't get that. I feel like it really sort of, it feels kind of anticlimactic is what I'm trying to say. You know, something like that, I think, needs a lot of intensity, a lot of um, kind of... It needs a lot of punch, but we didn't get that. Instead, we got the lackluster kind of, oh, I didn't mean this, that, that. Like, it meant attempted humor when I feel like it was pretty uncalled for. But then again, like, I guess this is just nitpicking. There's really a lot to love about Pussy Boots The Last Wish. But I feel like, here's the thing, the best thing about Pussy Boots The Last Wish that is that the movie feels like DreamWorks. Like, I mean... Yeah, the the studio has been making some interesting movies in the past few years, but I'll be honest here, like, Trolls, Boss Baby, and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, like, do they really represent the best of DreamWorks? 
Now, I get it. There's, you know, the bad guys, and I'm going to review that soon. But, like, they're okay movies. But I don't know. I wasn't particularly moved by them the same way I was when I saw Shrek and Kung Fu Panda and Megamind. But, you know, Puss in Boots The Last Wish kind of it's re reinstills that sense of confidence in DreamWorks that I had um, when I saw what uh, that I had a few years back and well it's pretty cool and um, the movie itself proved uh, very impressive uh, it looked amazing the animation um, elevated the characters and elevated the story immensely and the villains were amazing um, the acting was great the music was great um, yeah it was cool I guess at this stage I'm not entirely sure if Puss in Boots will ever come back in another movie because is it really because here's the thing like we've been promised a fifth Shrek movie for years now and nothing has come of that you know there's no like firm release date this hasn't been like a lot there hasn't been a lot of chatter with regards to that movie but you know I I feel like if this is to be the last Puss in Boots movie I feel like this movie gives him an amazing send-off. You know, it sort of... Um, not only does it uh, develop uh, Puss in Boots, but it also takes him a lot further than it ever has, really. And I think, yeah, this is uh, this is one of the things I really love about Puss in Boots' The Last Wish. So if you haven't seen Puss in Boots' The Last Wish, I highly recommend it. It's an amazing movie. It's thrilling, it's entertaining, it's engaging... And, yeah, it's good fun. And, yes, like, don't be afraid to watch cartoons. Like, this movie is a lot more mature than you realize. And, in many ways, it really has surprised me in the most pleasant ways imaginable. And that'll do it for this episode of Enjoy the Movie. So, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, If you want to read more reviews from me, you can go on my Letterboxd link down in the description where you get to read more reviews that I upload from the last two years and that I upload many more on the way. And, yeah, so thank you again for uh, listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, and if you want to get in touch with us, then please leave a comment or go to the links in the description. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Also, be sure to share the podcast with your peers and online. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the movie was hosted by Tony Saad. The music and logo were created by Clara Saad. Enjoy the movie is created by Tony Saad. Copyright Tony Saad 2023.